You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Hey, everybody. Welcome in. We say hello to you here on a hot Tuesday in the capital city. Jim and Trent. You can always get in on the program at 264-1700. Again, that's 264-1700. Terrific show lined up today. Alex Halstead, uh, 24-7 Cyclone uh, Alert, will be our guest coming up at around 420. Ian Castleberry, the comeback, Major League Baseball at about 440. Uh, then we'll do some... College football with Adam Rittenberg from ESPN at about 5.20. And then Tom Kakert, Hawkeye Report, will join us at about 5.35 today. The latest on Iowa and what the Hawks are doing, football and basketball. Trent, how you doing, pal? Uh, not too bad, Jimmy B. Can't complain. Got a little uh-huh. high school baseball last night. As yeah, well, we almost ran out of uh, sunlight over at Roosevelt. Game started early as we took the airwaves at five thirty, but game one didn't get finished up until about six o'clock. And six ten, got the first pitch, and with no lights, yeah, you're kind of well holding on to that. But that was uh, the last game of our CIML coverage for the regular season tomorrow night. We go down to Carlisle as Norwalk and Carlisle will be facing off. And uh, by the time we get back next week after a little four-day vacation, it will be sub-state play at the 4A level on Monday and Wednesday. So gearing up and making a run down to Principal Park, but I was able to get home. Mm-hmm. Got to watch the Twins come back and get a victory. It's five in a row, yeah. Jimmy B. Look yeah. at No, no, no. No, no. Aren't they, like, still eight out? Eight and a half, yeah. Eight and okay. a half. Okay, yeah. It's- it's not yeah. happening. It's not happening. I live in reality, <laughs> and the reality yes. is it is not happening. But, hey, for a, a hot summer night and be able to watch my team win, I will take that as we start to gear up. And Jimmy B, next week we get SEC, Big 12 Media Days. Week after yep. that, the Big 10. It is uh, getting ever so close to football season once again. I'm with you, pal, and we, you and I always look forward to that because we can actually start to really start to dig in on local teams and who's on their schedule, and you get a chance to talk to the respective coaches. It makes our job that much more interesting, and then we can relate it uh, to the fans. You know, I, I know you're going to be traveling and headed west. Mm-hmm. I'm, kinda, I'm really bummed out uh, today. Today is a sad day for... For me, it really is. Oh, I don't know if you—I don't know if you saw this or not. Are you flying southwest by chance? Uh no, no. Uh, we're going okay. on Frontier, I believe. On Frontier, okay. So you're still okay. But this was a major story, and Southwest Trent Southwest Airlines is no longer going to serve peanuts. <laughs> what? Well, that's where you start today with peanuts. That's crushing. I love their peanuts. It was great on Southwest. That is absolutely crushing. The only saving grace I have now is on Delta because they give you those real good cookies. I'll I'll take your word for it. I, I don't even... Yes. I guess I don't know the difference. You know, as it pertains to airlines, I don't care. I don't know the difference between flying Southwest or Delta or American or Frontier <laughs> Or what, what's the what's the ridiculous one the the cheap one, uh, Allegiant? United, oh, Allegiant, Allegiant yeah. Jet it, Jet Blue. It's all the same to me. I get on a plane, <laughs> I put my earbuds in, 
and away we go, and hopefully we don't crash. <laughs> I, I just, I, I don't get worked up. If you're going to give me a free, some free booze, that, hey, I like you a lot more. But yeah. other than that, and those are few and far between anymore, I don't get worked up about airlines like some people. Now, you lived in the air for a number of years, basically, so I'm sure it's a little bit different for you. Yeah, I mean, look at uh, when you were on them for 20 years, like I was, and basically that was your second home. Uh, you tried to fly the ones that gave you not just the best service, but some amenities as well. Mm-hmm. And of course, now all of those amenities are going away. And from that standpoint, no peanuts on Southwest. Oh my God, what is this world coming to? Uh, this world is uh, coming off the topic of airlines. Let's get into sports. What do you say? I'm good with that. Let's go. (laughs) Well, uh, a couple of storylines today pertaining to the Big 12. First, as we open up with a little football talk, let's go right there. Iowa State has new football uniforms, Jimmy B. Are you pumped up? Uh, Just as long as they wear a uniform so somebody's not tackling somebody's junk, uh, then I'm okay. I just don't want to. I don't care what they wear. As long as they got a jersey on and pants, I'm good. I'm, I'm not into that. I know you are the official czar of all uniforms. I know that. So I should have posed the question, Trent, have you had a chance to see what the new jerseys look like yet or not? I have, and I got some thoughts, Jimmy B. And I'm going to stand right out from the forefront and tell everybody, yes. though I am the self-proclaimed uniform czar, I understand yes. especially... And, and really, more importantly, at the collegiate level, these uniforms are not for me. They're not from some guy from Iowa in his late 30s. They're not for Jimmy B in his late 90s from Washington. They're, they're not for most everybody listening to us here today. I, our demographics, very rarely do we get a whole lot of kids, recruitable athletes that are listening to local sports radio. And I get that. These uniforms are not for us. What you're trying to do is you're trying to capture the imagination of 16, 17, 18-year-old kids. You're supposed to. You're working to excite the guys that you have on campus. Personally, I thought this for the long time. I don't like all black uniforms. I don't. Never have. Never will. I think it looks a little amateurish. I, I just, I've never been a fan of that. I remember myself in high school. There, there was a group of guys. That's what they wanted. All black uniforms. We got black pants. I thought they were awful looking. Our colors were Kelly green and white, and that's what Osage should be. Alas, my thoughts weren't really taken into account, nor should they have been, more than likely. But I am not a fan of all black uniforms. I'll start with what Iowa State, I believe, did very well. Their all-white uniforms are top-notch. Those are far and away my favorite uniforms, top to bottom. The white tops, the font looks beautiful. I love the coloring that they have there with the cardinal and gold that goes along with it, outlined beautifully, it is, to me, as good as you're going to find. Now, as much as I dislike all black uniforms, I love all white uniforms. And I know there's plenty of people in the different camp that don't like the all white look. I am a fan of that. The all reds, fine. They're okay with the black shouldering. But I can't get behind the all black. Again, this isn't about me. This isn't about me at all. In fact, Matt Campbell and myself were just about the same age. He must have been one of those guys when we were having the fight back in the 90s. He wanted the blacks. I didn't. He loves the color black, even if it isn't a school color. He's all about it. I'm personally not a fan. 
There it is, ladies and gentlemen, the official czar of all uniforms, my partner, T.C. Trent Condon. Self-proclaimed. Look, I self-proclaimed, yes. I, I get it. I mean, you can't please everybody. Mm-hmm. It's impossible. You just can't. So I, I get where they're trying to go with this, and I think you're right, Trent. Uh, they're looking for that younger demographic, not for a guy like me who's like, well, I won't go get how really old I am, but as you referenced, 92, that's a close number. Mm-hmm. So from that standpoint, um, I, but see, I'm, I'm different. I, I'm not the average fan. I, I don't care. I'm not, I'm not going to the game to see the jersey. I'm going to the game to watch players play. And that's why I reference that. As long as they got a jersey on with a number so I can identify them. I'm good to go. But you're right. There's going to be some upset people who won't like it, Mm -hmm. and there'll be people who will just absolutely fall in love with it and say it's it's the greatest thing they've ever seen. I don't know. For me, I I don't care. As long as I'm at the game, I can identify the players, I'm good. Do you like how it looks, though? Because it doesn't look like I would – you flip on the television – it doesn't yeah. look like Iowa State. The whole argument, well, it's not our school colors. I, I do not subscribe to that theory. Use different colors, different tints. I, I don't I don't worry about that personally. That's not uh-huh. for me. But you want to have something that you can identify with. And that's why the black, it just it doesn't look like Iowa State. Look, you're trying to change culture. And maybe that's a part of that here. As you're working to change the culture of Iowa State football and what it's been for well, certainly over the last 40 years, it's not a great history. It just isn't. You have to go back to the no. 70s for some sustained success there, and because of that, maybe that's a reason behind it. But you're flipping around, Jim, and you know on a college football Saturday, you have option mm-hmm. after option. You can find game after game starting at 11 a.m. all the way till 1 a.m. on Sunday morning. It goes on and on and on. And when you flip over and you're trying to get a look now, it's it's different here, but I'm speaking more of a national perspective. You flip on a Big 12 game, you're saying, what, is is that TCU? Who is that? You're not thinking Iowa State. I think that's fair. But I also believe what they're attempting to do, and I think you hit the nail on the head with the culture comment, and I believe that Matt Campbell and his staff believe that they have it going now in the right direction. And when you're talking to 17- and 18-year-old high school kids, you got to be the cool kids. And so if you're cool, people want to come play for you. And I think that's kind of where we are right now. And Iowa State is in the belief that, all right, we finally made it here. We're the cool kids on the block. And so we're going to offer up some things that will increase our visibility Will it sell more jerseys, Trent? Do you think more people will go out and buy shirts and jerseys, things like that, with a different color? Or do you think they'll stay with the original team uh, colors? Uh, We're not talking about Ohio State here, where that fan base, they're weird about their love of football jerseys. I'll tell you what, the number of times that I've been to Ames, even Iowa City, I don't see a ton of guys walking around in football jerseys. You'll see them from time to time, but... It's not out there. You'll, you'll wear your Cyclone T-shirt. You'll wear your hoodie. Right, yeah. But you just, 
I don't see a ton of that, so I don't think it's going to be a marked. I don't see all of a sudden you're going to see 10,000 people wearing the black jersey so they can match the team all of a sudden showing up. They're not like those weirdo Buckeye fans. <laughs> Every one of those hey, dorks. They, they yeah, always they do. Oh, they're they always do. wearing their yeah. football jersey. They're weird out there. Yeah. They're weird. Yeah. yeah. But I no, I don't I don't see this making a difference to the bottom line and and suddenly Iowa State everybody every fan's going to go out and then buy a jersey to go along with it. Okay, fair enough on that one then. Look, like I said, it, it's not for, it's not for me to make a determination because I don't care. Just as long as there's a number on there that I can identify players with, I'm I'm good to go. But I get it if you're an alum of that school and how important that is to you, or is it more important to be a winner and go to bowl games? And right now, I would say, if you're a Cyclone fan, like the All Black or not, uh, your team is a winner. It's going to bowl games. And I think what the uh, the lifeblood, as you and I both know, Trent, is recruiting. And if your recruitments get even better with three, four, five-star kids, then your chances of winning increase and your chances of playing in a major bowl get even better as well. Whatever it takes to get better, and this is another yes. step there. Cycling fans, even if you despise the black jerseys, even if you hate that it's not the school of color, if they're winning football games... You will not care. It's a lot better than the alternative, a lot better than Jim Kreiner running around or, or Jim Walden. You take a winning football team nine times out of ten if it means, hey, even if you have a jersey that you don't like out there, it's easy to root for when you got W's back behind it. More with that coming up with Alex Halstead. He'll be joining us coming up from CycloneAlert.com. One other quick thing, speaking of the Big 12, Jimmy B, did you see that Kansas basketball has allegedly been subpoenaed in the yes. ongoing investigation of college basketball. And I also uh, did a little research on that, and apparently they're not too interested in giving up documents, mm-hmm. even though they've been subpoenaed. So this is going to be real interesting. And as we always talk about, anytime something like this happens, the only people who make out big time are the lawyers. That's it, because they get paid. And no matter how it breaks down, they get their money one way or another. But this is going to be interesting, Trent, to see what happens now with the Jayhawks and that college hoop program. You're absolutely right. One of the main players out of the Adidas group there, and you go back to some of the recruiting and the question marks that have cropped up throughout the time. Now, of course, Kansas, uh, going back to their earlier statement, they're identifying themselves as a victim in all of this. We'll Mm -hmm. see if the courts are going to agree with that. But uh, more conversation coming, certainly, going forward with the Jayhawks. We're due for a break. Coming back on the other side, more Big 12 and Iowa State talk with Alex Halstead. Still to come in this hour, also Ian Castleberry on the MLB All-Star Game. A week away, we'll get into that with Ian. Matt, Alex Halstead, though, with us next as we take you up until 6 o'clock tonight. Jimmy B and TC on 1700 KBGG. Afternoons, we talk sports on 1700 with Jimmy B and TC, Des Moines' savviest sports duo on the Big Talker, 1700 KBGG. Trust, quality, value, just some of the words that have been used by Wolf Construction Roofing customers to describe their experience. Wolf Construction Roofing works on residential and commercial roofing, including single-family and multi-family homes, tear-offs, 
specialty roofing and gutters. Wolf Construction has grown into a roofing machine that installs and re-roofs nearly 2 million square feet of roofing each year. Wolf Construction has been given the Super Service Award from Angie's List and is accredited with the Better Business Bureau. Call them today for your free estimate. Wolf Construction Roofing, 515-216-3643. That's 515-216-3643. And online, wolfconstruction.net. Sponsored by Indeed. Are you hiring? With Indeed, you can post a job in minutes, set up screener questions, then zero in on qualified candidates in an online dashboard. Get started at Indeed.com slash hire. Kubota's L2501 HST packs powerful performance into one easy-to-operate compact tractor. Designed for all-day operator comfort and easy use of implements, the L2501 HST makes mowing, digging, hauling, and lifting quick and simple. Now get payments as low as $139 a month with zero percent APR financing for 84 months. Now through June 30th, 2018. See us or go to KubotaUSA.com for more information. Your local dealers are Capital City Kubota in Des Moines and Sundown Equipment located just south of Des Moines in Bevington. Now at Menards, save big money on your next project with 11% off everything. Get the storage you need with Suncast. The Tremont series is made in the USA and has a durable double wall construction. Get an 8x10 foot storage shed for just $889.11 after 11% off. Get 11% off everything now at Menards. Good through July 14th. Savings are a mail-in rebate. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Save big money at Menards. All of us parents have heard about skyrocketing college tuition costs and staggering student loan debt for graduates and naturally wonder, what can you do? We can help. Hi, this is Mike Hammond, owner of Advantage Financial and Tax Services located in West Des Moines. A 529 college savings plans allows parents or relatives to set aside money for their future college students and possibly save on taxes too. With an automatic monthly savings plan, this makes for a simple and steady way to add to this account. For information, visit AdvantageIowa.com or call 440 440- one one three three. What type of people will create a world without type one diabetes? We're the lift each other up type. The more determined than you think type. The type that will walk for life changing research and stop at nothing until type one becomes type none. Join a JDRF walk near you, so one day you could say, "I helped turn type one into type none." Take the first step at walk.jdrf.org. Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. Since 1980, Christopher's Gold and Rare Coins has been Central Iowa's trusted local source for precious metals, rare coins, currency, and estate jewelry. Christopher's can help you invest in gold or silver and start or sell a coin collection. 
If you're looking for top value on family heirlooms, diamond and precious gem jewelry, or luxury watches, Christopher's trained staff will provide the information you need to sell with confidence. Christopher's Gold and Rare Coins, south of Douglas on Merle Hay Road or at Christopher'sRareCoins.com. Are you interested in starting a new franchise? You can find a lawyer right here in the state of Iowa that can assist in your franchise needs. Rush Niggett of Brick Gentry PC provides law services for those involved in starting a franchise. Find more information online at RushOnBusiness.com where Rush Niggett can assist you in buying and starting a new franchise. A presenting sponsor of the 2018 high school baseball season on 1700 KBGG. Brick Gentry, PC, and Rush Niggett. Real sports talk for real sports fans. It's Jimmy B and TC. Here's Jim and Trent. Continuing on, Jimmy B and TC, taking you up until 6 o'clock tonight. Time to talk more on the Cyclones as Alex Halstead joins us. Find his work over at 24-7 Sports, the Cyclone site. It's CycloneAlert.com. Alex, good afternoon. How are things for you this summer? Well, they're starting to pick up a little bit. A week from now, I'll be probably about on my way to the airport trying to get out of Dallas, but uh, Big 12 Media Days is less than a week away, and then um, that will that will pick things up, and then things kind of began today um, with with the new uniforms came out, and recruit recruiting has kept me busy. So a little bit busier here uh, after kind of the doldrums of June. Picking back up, and well, let's start with the news of the day. As Matt Campbell tweeted out the uniforms, there were a few leaks out there, plenty of speculation as uh, they've been working with Nike to come up. With some new uniforms, and I guess the one that gets the most reaction is certainly the all-black look. Now look, Alex, you're younger than I am. This isn't for me. This isn't for you. This isn't for Brinson, an elderly man. No, this is not for any of us. This is for 16 to 22-year-old kids that play college football. But my initial reaction, and I know there's been plenty that have agreed with the sentiment, black, uh, not, not what you'd expect out of Iowa State. Yeah, that seems to be the biggest split is, you know, there's people who, they like the black uniforms, but then there's the people who are the traditionalists who say, yeah, they're fine, but Iowa State's colors aren't black. And it's kind of like, you know, in uniforms we see this cycle around. I think, you know, a few years ago, maybe it's even right now, I'm not the, the uniform expert, but it seems like there was a period where kind of all whites were, were the big thing. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone wanted to see schools go all white, and obviously Iowa State has that option now. But in recent years, it seems to be either black or or gray. You know, Minnesota just came out with new uniforms, um, similar thing where Nike went and redesigned theirs, and they've got one that's basically all gray. I think Stanford does an all-black. Neither of those schools necessarily have those colors in their scheme, and now Iowa State um, goes to this black. Where now, we've seen them do what they call the storm gray, and that's what we had seen last year. And so, this kind of follows that same trend. I think Matt Campbell has said and alluded to the fact that there was going to be a darker uniform, is what he said. But when he talked about it, you know, to us in recent months, he kind of alluded to the fact that this is going to be a big game uniform or, or at least a once-a-year type thing. I don't think they're going to be wearing black uniforms more than once, for sure twice a year. And I think it's going to be kind of just this, this once-a-season a type thing. And, and I would assume they kind of refer to it as their storm uniform, so to speak, which they don't have black in their color, but it's, it's a color Campbell likes, and it's one he's worn, and it seems to be the new thing with kids. That's the one I've seen the most reaction from for recruits. 
Uh, it's interesting that that because we, we had a similar discussion about that that they're not for us, therefore the 17 and 18 year olds because you want to now Iowa State has become cool all of a sudden because they've turned the corner they've they had a win uh, last year they won a bowl game. Most people believe they're going to be back in a bowl game this year, so now they've become the cool kids on the block. Uh, does this just fall into being part of the cool company? Is that it? Well, I was writing a, a story, just kind of putting something together with some of the photos, and I went back and found a quote that Campbell gave us back in Clear Lake on the Tailgate Tour, and he kind of went through the process of how this went down with Mikey. But the end of his quote was, do I really care? Honestly, no. But he said the players like him. And so you know, he said he'd be fine more in practice. And I think that's what you kind of hear from a lot of coaches is, it doesn't. It's not a big deal to them, but they know players like them, and kids aren't going to go to a school because of it. But they just like the freshness and the newness. Now, I don't even know if kids even necessarily care what kind of design came out today. I think they just like the fact that when they're getting new uniforms, it kind of to them it means that Nike cares about them. It means, you know, it's just kind of that new, you know, fresh appeal. I think to them, and I think that's probably just as big as anything. And Campbell understands that it's, A, good board players because they like it, but he also understands the branding aspect. You know, when they put out the white helmets two seasons ago, um, I remember seeing some retweets and, you know, tweets about the helmets from, like, random kids down in Florida that maybe may or may not have even been recruiting at the time. I think the same thing kind of happened with the gray. And just a bit ago, I saw some of the recruits um, that are committed in this class, they were retweeting their friends who were commenting on them in St. Louis and different areas. And so I think more than what the uniforms look like, you know, kids like them, and I think it can be a branding aspect when, where if you're different, then kids in this day and age notice it. And like I said, they're not going to go to a school based on them, but you might get them talking for a Saturday or a day like today. Alex Holstead joining us as we're diving into, yes, uniforms. That, that's what happens here in <laughs> July in the state of Iowa. Hey, another thing, we, we saw the release of the three uh, – that are out there, the whites, the all-reds, and the black uniforms. I, I said at the top, I, I love the all-white look. I think it's really good. And there's still other combinations that they can play with. You mentioned, you know, we saw that, what is it, midnight black, whatever they call that, the kind of grayish color that they had a year ago. We saw the chrome helmets in the bowl game. So this isn't it. I mean, there's so many combinations that they can play around with. You're going to see a lot of uniforms again. Yeah, that's the thing. Today what they showed us is white, 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 cardinal, 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 black, 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 but... You could put a white helmet on the black uniforms. You could put probably cardinal pants on the white uniforms, a, a different color helmet on the white uniforms. So Campbell is, um, you know, there's, someone, there's some fans who've kept track of, you know, they, they use a lot of different combinations through the season. And I think the one thing we found out in two years from Campbell is he doesn't really care for the, the gold ones because, first of all, they never wore them in a game through the first two seasons, and now they're gone. So um, that's the one color I, I just don't think he liked going throughout an entire uniform and, as far as we know, maybe they'll show them, but they don't have any gold pants either. So, But there are still a ton of combinations and a ton of different books, and it'll be interesting to see how they kind of roll those out and which game do they pick to use those, those all-black ones. Mm-hmm. Let's, kind of, uh, let's kind of throw it down with what they've been able to accomplish so far under Matt Campbell. And now the recruiting process for Iowa State has been uh, very solid. They signed the running back in Brock. Uh, did that catch people? Look, I, I, by a little by surprise because 
he was considered, uh, Northwestern was a, uh, a favorite of his as well. Um, how did Cyclone Nation, I guess, re- respond to that? I think they kind of got started to get the feeling last week that he might be trending Iowa State. You know, in this day and age, it seems like things start to, to start to trend a certain way before they actually get announced. You know, the, the 24-7 sports crystal ball, you know, once you start seeing a couple of picks in, and that's not always right, but, you know, fans, at least on the board from what I saw, once a, once a couple of picks went towards Iowa State, they started getting their hopes up and almost kind of telling themselves it was going to happen. But it, it was a recruitment that started off as probably Iowa the heavy lean, you know, they got their running back. Then Minnesota was the heavy lean, you know, probably right around when he visited Iowa State. You know, Northwestern had former Iowa State assistant uh, and running backs coach Lou Ianni there who recruited him to Iowa State. So there are a lot of different ways he could have went. And for Iowa State to get him, I think it does kind of, you know, the reaction has been mostly like this is what Iowa State can do, you know, with a little bit of success. And I think a lot of people are kind of saying, what can they do with even more success? So that's the biggest thing we've seen in recruiting is, you know, on June 8th, um, which is just about now probably almost five weeks ago, they had nine commits in this class. Now they have 18. So they doubled their recruiting class in the last month, and a lot of that has been priorities like Jirel Brock and Brees Hall, two four-star running backs by 24-7 sports. Um, they've gotten the uh, offensive lineman, Jared Hufford, out of Ohio, who um, had nine other Power 5 offers and had just gotten offered from you know West Virginia, Virginia, and, and Kentucky and schools like that. So they're beating some Power 5 schools. They're, they're landing some of their – top targets, which is the key thing more so than any rating. So I think we have seen some of that success parlayed into this now, and now the thing is going to be, as this class fills up, their next five months are going to be filling up some final spots, but I think it's going to even be more so on just keeping those guys because there are some schools that I think are going to have interest in some of those recruits, even though they are committed. They won't sign for you know now five months. Alex Halstead joining us as we take a look around Iowa State with the two running backs, two of the top in the country, Incredible to think that and the recruiting prowess that, that Campbell and his group has out there. What do you think the game plan is going to be? Two guys that are, are similar, both at least on the bigger side. They're not scat basque by any means. What's the game plan if David Montgomery does depart for the NFL after this year? How do you think running back uh, carries would shake out in the future? Yeah, that's what they sold both of them. And, and it wasn't a surprise to either of them that one was going to commit. You know, and they knew that this could be a package deal and, um, you know, so so that's kind of what they've sold them is that hey, you're going to lose Mike Warren for sure, and they think that they'll probably lose David Montgomery if he's got a pretty good season. So they've kind of said, hey, those two guys are gone. The two guys that are going to be left are Kane Nwangu and Johnny Lang. We like them both, but neither of them have really played. You know, we saw Kane Nwangu play a little bit on kick return last, not last year, but the year before. But he was hurt last year. Johnny Lang didn't play last year because he was hurt. So we still don't know what those guys are going to do, and so. There's a lot of carries to go around if, if David Montgomery leaves. And that was kind of the main thing I looked at. When you look at Matt Campbell's Toledo's, Toledo days, in 2013, 14, and 15, he had two running backs that basically split the carries. You know, his last year in 2015 at Toledo, I think one running back had like 980 yards and one had almost 930. And so I think his big thing is to try to get two workhorse running backs that basically basically could combine for close to 2,000 yards. And and one year that was David Allen and Kareem Hunt, who both went to the NFL. So he's he's been able to sell the fact that he's used two running backs before. I think in his six years as a head coach, he's averaged 492 carries a year. Um, that can't, that can't even really be split by two guys. Most years he's had a third running back that has had you know 80 carries. So that's kind of what they're selling them is they can be a one-two punch because you know last year David Montgomery had 258 carries, which was by far the most 
any running back has had under Campbell, and I don't think they'd like for him to have that many, mm-hmm. but they'd like to have two guys that can split them, and so that's what they, they've stole Brock and Hall, and both of them have been on board with that, um, even though I think, I think Brock is very solid, I think Hall is solid, but I think there are some schools that are still trying to talk to Bruce Hall. Interesting. So you're basically saying that you're, you feel very good about it and that they are solid, but you still think somebody's going to try to swoop in? Yeah, I just think some of these commits they've got, there's schools that still have interest in them. Um, you know, Brees Hall, Oklahoma, I know is a school that's at least looked at him. Um, he's been interested in, in Iowa State knows this and potentially visiting a few other schools. Um, you know, he hasn't taken official visits, whereas Jarrell Brock has taken three of them. You know, I think both of them are on board, but in this day and age of recruiting, you know, a kid committing doesn't mean other schools stop recruiting them. You know, I think uh, there's a couple other kids in Iowa State's class right now that schools have reached out to. So that's the biggest That's the biggest thing I think left for Campbell and the staff. Yes, they've got a couple cornerbacks they want to get. There's a couple priorities they want to get, especially on the offensive line. But I think a lot of their work moving forward is they've got a lot of the guys they targeted from really early in the cycle. Now they got to hold on to them because there will be schools that you know potentially offer, but I think there's schools that are still trying to talk to a couple of them. Next week, Big 12 Media Day, Alex, and uh, four players will be making their way down to Dallas. David Montgomery, Kyle Kempt, Brian PV, and the fourth one was the one we kind of wondered about. It'll be Ray Lima. Coach Campbell, get the right group heading down? Yeah, it was, it was, I was talking to somebody about this the other day, and you could really predict the first three easily. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the fourth one, it was like, okay, do they go with Ray Lima or do they, you know, throw in Hakeem Butler? But I think going two offensive and two defense, Lima makes sense because they've really talked a lot about Lima and how he stepped up to be this leader. Now, it's, it's crazy. I think a lot of people forget that last year he was a redshirt sophomore because he only played the one year at JUCO. He's still got two years of eligibility left, but, mm-hmm. you know, he's kind of stepped up to be this leader now going into his junior year. And if he can keep his back healthy, um, I think a lot of people have, um, have him on a lot of the all-Big 12 preseason teams, and it's interesting. It will be interesting to see how good he can be if he can play more snaps and be healthy because, by all accounts, he's one of their harder workers on defense. Hey, one more uh, quick take, one. Sorry, sorry yeah, go uh, ahead, Trent. Before That's we run right, out of time, speaking of media days, wanted to get your thoughts on this. Uh, Kansas State, they're bringing, obviously, four players, as everybody is. Two of them quarterbacks, though, both uh, Skylar Thompson and Alex Delton making their way down there. Don't see that very often. No, you don't. And, and you always for sure want to have at least one quarterback. Because the years you don't have a quarterback, it probably means that you don't know who, who your guy's going to be. That's happened with Iowa State several years in the past where if you don't have a quarterback down there, it probably means you have a battle and, and, or maybe you're not in a very good situation with a quarterback. But to have two, you don't see that very often. And you know, I kind of assumed maybe it was going to be Skylar Thompson you know, going into next season, but it looks like they might still have that battle going. And I guess maybe you bring both so that you – you keep them both uh, fighting for that race. Good stuff. Hey, Alex, as always, appreciate your time. Good catching up. Are you making your way down to Frisco this year? Or are you going to be covering things from back home? Yep, I'll fly out Sunday morning, and I, I got my hotel reservation today, and it looks like 98, 99 degrees. So I'll have to try to stay cool down there, I guess. Beautiful. We'll enjoy it, Alex, and we'll try to track you down next week, okay? Okay, guys. Thanks. Talk to you later. That's Alex Halstead, 24-7 SportsCycloneAlert.com and they'll have full coverage from down there in Frisco for Big 12 Football Media Days. We're coming back on the other side, getting into a little baseball talk. Ian Castleberry, he'll join us next as we take you up until 6 o'clock. It's Jimmy B and TC. 
You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. An old favorite is back again with a new and updated menu, Bennigan's on Merle Hay Road. Stop by Bennigan's and check out the new signature steak and ale menu. Made from scratch everyday recipes that have stood the test of time. Dinner with friends, a night out, or just stop by to watch the ball game. Make it Bennigan's, Merle Hay Road. Bennigan's is a proud sponsor of high school baseball on 1700. You're with friends at Bennigan's on Merle Hay Road. You can help plant the seeds of hope in the heartland. Imagine how an at-risk child's life can change when one small act of kindness leads to an entirely different path. Wildwood Hills Ranch is transforming the lives of at-risk children, one heart and one child at a time, through year-round character, leadership, and teamwork training. Frederick Douglass was right. It is better to build strong children than repair broken men. Help forge a path by sponsoring an at-risk child today. Learn more by visiting Wildwood Hills Ranch. Tonight's forecast, mostly clear, warm and dry, low 72. Mostly sunny Wednesday, high of 91. Chance of thunderstorms returns by Thursday night after a hot day of 93. I'm Local 5 Chief Meteorologist Brad Edwards. Sponsored by Indeed. Are you hiring? With Indeed, you can post a job in minutes, set up screener questions, then zero in on qualified candidates in an online dashboard. Get started at Indeed.com slash hire. Terrace Hills Golf Course is home to the four-and-a-half-hour guarantee. Are you tired of playing golf courses that don't care about speed of play? Then make a tee time at the beautiful Terrace Hills Golf Course weekdays before 2 p.m. and weekends and holidays before noon, and they guarantee you'll complete your 18-hole round of golf in four-and-a-half hours or less, or your next green fee is free. Terrace Hills Golf Course. Make your tee time now by calling 515-967-2932 for Terrace Hills Golf Course in Altoona. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR. Villaggio Italian Restaurant brings real homemade Italian to you. Fantastic food, great service, and an elegant vibe that feels like home. All your favorites from the original in Norwalk and an expanded menu with the newest location on 100th Street in Urbandale. Plus, one of the best happy hours in the metro from 3 to 6 each weekday. When you're thinking Italian, make it Villaggio. Pizza, pasta, sandwiches, and more. Two locations, Sunset Drive in Norwalk and 100th Street in Urbandale. Villaggio Italian Restaurant. Join us for the Alzheimer's Association Walk to End Alzheimer's. Go to alc.org slash walk to register for an event near you. Together, we can end Alzheimer's. Hey guys, Trent Condon back here once again. Want to tell you a little bit about New Leaf Wellness Center. New Leaf Wellness has helped me lose weight, gain endurance during workouts, and one of the biggest things, have energy all day long. No more lulls during the afternoon. Great program, great people at New Leaf Wellness Center. Check them out today at 3930 West Town Parkway in West Des Moines. And all summer long, giving away iCubs tickets. Find out how New Leaf Wellness can help you or give them a call at 515 515- 650-1358. That's 650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness Centers. Let's feel better together and turn over a new leaf with New Leaf Wellness.
Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. Real sports talk for real sports fans. It's Jimmy B and TC. Here's Jim and Trent. All right, everybody, welcome back in. We roll all the way till 6 right here on the Big Talker 1700. In the 5 o'clock hour, Adam Rittenberg, ESPN College Football, will join us. And then a little later in the 5 o'clock hour, Tom Caker at Hawkeye Report, uh, live from Las Vegas, Nevada. Can hardly wait for that, Trent. That's going to be fun. It, it certainly is, and we'll go uh, poolside with Caker as he's out there. You'll yeah. love this. He's watching a little summer league as he's out there ah. in Vegas. So not just gambling, but also watching a little hoops. We'll get into that in the 5 o'clock hour. But right now, time to talk baseball with our old friend Ian Castleberry. Ian, what's going on? Yeah, hey, I wish I was talking uh, with you guys by poolside, but I'd, I'd be surrounded by a bunch of old people, so that would, <laughs> probably wouldn't... Uh, be too thrilling or interesting. I'm surrounded by an old person every single day here from 4 until 6 o'clock, and I deal with it just fine. Just kidding, Brinson. Well, not really. You are old. But that's I'm sure okay. you look fine in a swimsuit, though, Jim. <laughs> he does. He keeps himself in tip-top shape. Speaking of tip-top shape, we got the All-Stars. But I want to go a different direction. Before we get into the merits of Blake Snell, did the right All-Stars from each team get selected? The guys at the bottom of the barrel, the guys that are really struggling this year, the anti-All-Stars, if you will, who would you put at the top of that list this year? There's a lot of great candidates. Dexter Fowler certainly comes to mind. Maybe Chris Davis of Baltimore. Who is the biggest anti-All-Stars we hit the midway point of the season? I think, well, he is an all-star, so maybe this isn't quite what you had in mind, but I think Bryce Harper has to ah, be yeah. uh, at the top of uh, the anti-all-star list. So he, he is uh, on the team, and you know it'll be nice so with the game being in Washington, D.C., but he has certainly not uh, played up uh, two expectations, uh, especially uh, going in uh, to his uh, free agent year and everyone expecting him to put up the kind of numbers that would warrant you know, a, a 400 million dollar contract he uh really the, the numbers have have really fallen apart Ian, if you had to take a guess and, and that's certainly all that it is right now but let's say he improves a little bit but the numbers are just fine going forward what kind of deal is bryce harper going to get i don't think it's going to be a monster even without this i didn't think so i think we saw a little bit maybe last season of the off season and the free agents have sat out there for a while even top-level stars maybe aren't going to get the kind of money. Take a stab. What, what's the contract you expect to see this year for Bryce Harper? Well, I don't think it's going to be a $400 million uh, contract. I do wonder, you know, you raise a very good question because, you know, yeah, the, the free agency market was, was virtually frozen uh, for most of the offseason. But one of the theories was that, oh, teams are waiting for Bryce Harper uh, and Manny Machado. So now that these guys are, are going to be on the market – you know, are you going to see teams you know, make a big run uh, at these stars with big contracts? Uh, I, I still think Harper is going to get 
oh gosh, something in the uh, let's say the uh, three hundred million range because he's so young. Uh, he's going to be twenty six going to free agency. That's almost unprecedented for a, a player uh, of that stature. You know, most guys when they hit free agency, they're actually a little bit past their prime. You know, they're uh, thirty, maybe a little bit older. Whoever signs Harper is arguably going to get his prime years. Now, of course, you're talking about, you know, he has had two of the last three seasons. If he continues on his current rate, you know, two out of the last three seasons, he's going to be batting under uh, 250. Uh, That is obviously a a huge concern. You know, you want somebody who's going to hit 300-plus with 40 home runs. But I do think the age and the defensive component uh, are going to keep uh, his, his market high. Whether or not he can play center field, uh, that is questionable. I mean, I think he can play center field, but do you want him to uh, suffer that wear and tear running all over the field, especially for a guy who, you know, really just plays with abandon, you know, running into walls, uh, et cetera. But I remember Jason Hayward's contract, and that seemed outlandish at the time, but I think it was based on his young age and on the fact that he was such a, an elite defensive player. Harper's not the same defensive player that Hayward is, but I do wonder if those two factors uh, will be a, a big consideration uh, in Harper, in the kind of deal that Harper gets. Ian Castleberry joining us as we take a look around Major League Baseball. Ian, from uh, the top-level stars, what's your favorite story here? Of the All-Stars, the guys you know, seemingly out of nowhere that got selected, is there a story that, that you like more than any about the guys we'll see here a week from uh, today? Oh gosh! I, I mean, I, I um, the Cincinnati Reds I think are an interesting story. Three All Stars, you know, for a, a team that, that's in last place, things seem really bleak uh, for that that franchise. And you know, is, is someone like Scooter Gannett, you know, just having a, an out of his mind season? Is Eugenio Suarez uh, the, the kind of guy who's going to be a perennial All Star? Joey Votto uh, is a, a perennial all-star, a face of the franchise type. Uh, but for a team like that to have uh, three all-stars this year, and, and now you have uh, the general manager saying, well, maybe uh, we'll make more of a, a payroll boost next year because of how the Reds are playing, maybe because they look at the NL Central and see the Cardinals sliding, uh, uh, the Pirates going uh, into rebuild mode. You know, can the Reds compete with uh, the likes of the Cubs and the Brewers uh, in the NL Central? I think uh, they are one of the most interesting stories of this All-Star game. Ian, uh, it's, for me, I find this really interesting just about the National League in general. I mean, we thought the Braves were going to be improved. We thought the Phillies were going to be improved. But we didn't know they were going to be this improved this quickly. Uh, We didn't expect the Nats to be five and a half back. The Brewers are on top once again with a game and a half lead over the Cubs. And the Arizona Diamondbacks are in first place. The Dodgers were off to a horrendous start, but now they're only a half game back. And the Giants are only three out. Is the National League just kind of... I, I guess more interesting right now than what the American League is. Oh, it's definitely uh, more more competitive. I mean, you know, the AL East race 
is going to be to the wire uh, between uh, traditional rivals, uh, the Red Sox and the Yankees. Uh, we'll see if the Mariners can keep up uh, with the Astros, but uh, the races there don't seem nearly as competitive as uh, what we have uh, in the National League. And what I think is interesting, of the teams you mentioned, all of mm-hmm. them, virtually all of them, are in the Manny Machado sweepstakes. And could he sway one of these three divisional races? What if the Phillies get Manny Machado? Is that the edge they need uh, to overtake the Braves? Uh, the Braves may be a little bit vulnerable uh, with their starting pitching, but they have you know a powerhouse lineup. Uh, the Brewers, if they get Machado, you know, it, it, does that uh, you know help them keep uh, a distance between them and the Cubs? And then what about the Diamondbacks? Uh, they're, they're struggling on the left side of their infield. Um, would Manny Machado give them a boost uh, and help them stay ahead of the Dodgers in the NL West? Talking with Ian Castleberry. Ian, uh, earlier today, Tampa unveiled plans for a new stadium, a future ballpark with the seating capacity of just a shade over 30,000, certainly the smallest park in baseball if that comes to fruition. What do you know about this, and is this likely? We, we've heard plenty of times Tampa's look to obviously get out of Tropicana Field. Is this a reality, or is this just some pretty blueprints and that's it? I don't think this is realistic. I just wonder, you know, I wonder what the appetite is for Major League Baseball in uh, Tampa Bay. Now, I know people who would live there would say, well, the, the ballpark, uh, Tropicana Field, of course, uh, as you mentioned, you know, not uh, a compelling destination, not a reason uh, to, to go to a ballpark. But I know residents there will say, well, it, it's difficult to get to, it's a way you know, from uh, the population, uh, the demographics that they would hope, that the Rays would hope to attract uh, to a ballpark. But I just, the record of uh, poor attendance there, despite having uh, some excellent teams over the years and getting, you know, less is more, uh, you know, especially during uh, uh, the Joe Madden years, even if this ballpark is at a small capacity, if they build this thing, I do wonder if if the fans uh, will come. I, I just major league baseball, not just in Tampa, but I think you have to look in Miami as well. How how much of an appetite is there for baseball in in Florida, Tampa Bay especially? I, I'm with you on that. I mean, you know, they build that new stadium in in Miami. Uh, they're a terrible team. They they won World Series. They did draw because fans are bandwagoners. They'll jump on when, when that's going on. But as soon as that takes place, they get rid of all their good players and they go back to being terrible again. And the, the Derek Jeter thing, I know what he's doing, what he's doing here. He's, he's trying to be the Philadelphia 76ers, uh, and trust the process sort, sort of thing for a couple of seasons, and then be good all of a sudden. Okay, but you need to come out and tell your fan base that. Could you see any of these teams packing up and leaving for another another city, or would Major League Baseball, that just is not in the cards? 30 seconds left, Ian. Okay, uh, first of all, I think uh, Jeter, uh, you can't trust the process with him because they didn't get top talent in return uh, for, for the players, uh, the stars that they traded. Uh, but I think there are markets, uh, you know, Portland, uh, Charlotte, uh, 
maybe even Las Vegas, you know, depending on, you know, we, we've seen how the, uh, uh, the Golden Knights have done out there. Uh, it, it's not just the, the market, though. It's, it has to do with the TV market. Is it a, a city that's going to have to share a TV market? You know, is Charlotte going to eat into the Braves or, or the Nationals? That might be uh, something that counts against them. But I, I think uh, Montreal is, is a city also that Rob Manfred uh, brings up. So I think that, yeah, there is definitely a destination for the Rays if they decide to move. Good stuff. Ian Castleberry joining us. Good talk, as always, on Major League Baseball. As we get the break, we'll pick up the conversation on the other side with you until 6 o'clock tonight. It's Jimmy B and TC. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. An old favorite is back again with a new and updated menu. Bennigan's on Merle Hay Road. Stop by Bennigan's and check out the new signature steak and ale menu. Made from scratch everyday recipes that have stood the test of time. Dinner with friends, a night out, or just stop by to watch the ball game. Make it Bennigan's, Merle Hay Road. Bennigan's is a proud sponsor of high school baseball on 1700. You're with friends at Bennigan's on Merle Hay Road. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we don't just show up with a dumpster and trailer in your driveway. We arrive with a business card in hand, ready to take care of your home. Whether it's a simple roof repair, a complete re-roofing project, or a new construction project, Wolf Construction can handle the job. Call Wolf Construction at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. We're a roofing machine. Since 1980, Christopher's Gold and Rare Coins has been Central Iowa's trusted local source for precious metals, rare coins, currency, and estate jewelry. Christopher's can help you invest in gold or silver and start or sell a coin collection. If you're looking for top value on family heirlooms, diamond and precious gem jewelry, or luxury watches, Christopher's trained staff will provide the information you need to sell with confidence. Christopher's Gold and Rare Coins, south of Douglas on Merle Hay Road or at Christopher'sRareCoins.com. When you hear Washer Systems of Iowa, you think about pressure washers. The Washer Systems of Iowa does so much more. Industrial floor care equipment, waste oil heaters, water heaters, accessories and parts, washers, used equipment along with repair, preventative maintenance, and operator training. Selling and servicing commercial cleanup equipment for 29 years. Washer Systems of Iowa. Visit their showroom at 6050 Northeast 14th Street in Des Moines or online washersystems.com. Walkers, families, friends, and supporters will gather at Principal Park on October 6th for the Des Moines Walk to Defeat ALS, where they will celebrate their support and help raise awareness of the disease. ALS is a progressive neurodegenerative disease that affects nerve cells in the brain and spinal cord. Eventually, people with ALS will lose the ability to initiate and control muscle movement, which often leads to total paralysis and death within two to five years of diagnosis. For reasons unknown, veterans are twice as likely to develop ALS. To join our fight of ending ALS, visit walktodefeatals.org. Sponsored by Account Temps. Demand for top talent is at an all-time high. Account Temps can help you find highly skilled temporary accounting and finance professionals who fit your needs and hit the ground running. Account Temps, a Robert Half Company. Golf Headquarters, 2900 University Avenue, Clock Tower Square, West Des Moines is back. 10,000 square feet of all the great golf gear. Golf Headquarters made special purchases to save you money. Cleveland Wedges, $79.99. Precision Distance Range Finders, $149.99. Odyssey Putters, $99.99. Golf 
golf shoes from FootJoy closeouts from 55 Sun Mountain Standbag Special Purchase $149.99. Callaway Irons for only $399. Golf Headquarters 2900 University Clock Tower Square, West Des Moines. It's the Ford Summer Sales Event. And now, while selection is best, it's the best time to buy. With amazing offers across a full lineup of Ford vehicles, now is the time to make summer go right with Ford, America's best-selling brand. Stop by a local Ford store or shop online at buyfordnow.com because there is no better time than right now to get behind the wheel of a new Ford during the Ford Summer Sales Event. The Ford Summer Sales Event is here. Right now, get 0% APR financing for 60 months plus 1,000 bonus cash on the 2018 Echo Sport. Best-selling claim based on 2017 calendar year sales. Not all buyers will qualify for Ford credit financing. 60 months at $16.67 per month for 1,000 finance regardless of down payment. For all offers, take new retail delivery from an authorized Ford dealer stock by 731.18. See dealer or go to buyfordnow.com for qualifications and details. Looks like we have another contestant for Russian Roofer Roulette. Place your bet. Choose from unmet expectations, we overpromise and underdeliver, or we'll carelessly drag our ladder over your daffodils. Let's log on to Google and play. I'm Ryan Johnson, owner of Right Roofing. Before you play Russian Roofer Roulette, give us a call. Right Roofing is one of the only local roofers with a 50-year warranty on both the shingles and the labor. So you know that when we roof it, we'll roof it once and we'll roof it right. For a warranty on materials and labor that's five times longer than most companies, call Right Roofing at 515-729-0770, where we say you choose the color, we'll handle the rest. That's 729-0770, or find us online at rightroofing.com. That's rightroofing.com with an R. Proof it once, proof it 